Business Foundations for Mums with me, Kate Butcher, is the podcast to listen to if you are a mum who is ready to launch your business, not sure where to start or wanting to turn that sideline into something more serious. It will be full of practical tips, mindset advice and inspirational and honest interviews with mums who are juggling business and motherhood. Supporting mums in business to turn your dream into a reality. and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today I am welcoming Lorna Taylor and Lorna is going to tell us all about her business, how she juggles business and motherhood and give us loads of insights into the fantastic work that she does because I've learned a lot from Lorna and hopefully you will be able to as well. So welcome to the podcast Lorna, thank you very much for joining me today. No problem at all Kate, thanks for having me. So before we get started, please could you give everybody a little bit of insight into what it is you do, who you are, your business, your family life, and just give us an introduction to to you. Yeah, great. So I currently work as an Instagram teacher and content strategist. That's what I call myself now, which kind of sums up what I do in terms of teaching people how to create content on Instagram but also online across multiple platforms and I'm also juggling like you said juggling motherhood so I've got two boys who are four and six and I also have a sort of what we'd now call side hustle in that I tutor of an evening as well because I used to be a primary school teacher there we so go. A lot going on. Yeah, a lot, a going, lot on. going on. I didn't know that last bit about you at all. There we go. Interesting. Oh, did you not? Have we not had I this? I didn't. We haven't had this conversation before. Ah. No. I should say as well for those listening, I haven't known Lorna very long, but Lorna was a guest in our membership a little while ago and she came and spoke to us all about reels. And anybody who's been on my social media recently will notice that I have attempted a couple of reels, which is thanks to the encouragement and learning that I had from, from Lorna's really good session. So if anyone is a bit unsure, sure about reels I highly recommend following Lorna seeing what she does because hers are really inspiring in in just I suppose how you can make a reel out of the, the everyday stuff that you're doing and in their simplicity which I really really love but no in our previous conversations we hadn't spoken about the fact that so you've got this additional tutoring so it's a tutoring business I suppose as well that you do as well yeah, so I'm a I, what well, I trained as a primary school teacher. I was I was doing that for six years before I had my boys, and really enjoyed it. But anyone who's in the school environment or knows anyone who teaches knows that knows that it's you know all encompassing. Like it ta- it's more than just a job. It really is a vocation, and it takes it takes over your life. And when I had my two boys, I not that I couldn't make it work I didn't want to make it work I didn't want to have to juggle the two and constantly feel like I wasn't doing the work right or I wasn't doing the mum bit right or I wasn't doing either bit right I didn't want to to juggle juggle that and I'd seen colleagues of mine you know try and be a bit of everything and just always feel like they were busy and they never never had time for themselves and loads of things and I just was in a position where I could take a step back and take some time off because I had them quite close together I had 
at one point I had two under two so it was quite intense when my youngest was born and, and I was able to take a bit of time off and just do the stay-at-home mum thing and just say at this point in my life and their life like I'm gonna be a parent first not really knowing if I would ever go back to it but that's when I started to pick up some tutor work which a lot of teachers do a few evenings and I still do that I still really enjoy doing that so I still do that but what happened was when Finn my youngest started nursery and started school like so many women do they suddenly look again at their job and their career and go oh hold on could we could I try something different could I start something new and so that's kind of what I did I sort of started a new business (laughs) fantastic and what was it that led you into working on Instagram was it just because you spent a lot of time on Instagram and you were passionate about it and you understood it or did you go away and train in that or how how did that work for you embarrassingly is it's just sheer experience it's just the sheer amount of time There's nothing embarrassing about that at <laughs> oh, all <laughs> no it was it was where it was during that decision when I was like look I'm doing the stay-at-home mom thing and then I was like well I'm gonna be home with two babies all day on my own like I'm gonna need some people to moan to and some people to ask stuff to and to get some ideas for stuff. Like I'm going to need some people. And so I, I started an Instagram account to find other, because I knew they were out there, but I, to find other mums mm-hmm. that were at home who maybe had got a similar background as in like an educator. So felt quite comfortable with the sort of childcare stuff, but just wanted to find a community of other mums who were doing it too. Mm-hmm. And I found them and they were an absolute lifeline for me. And so the account that I started at that time, I started to share some of the things that me and the boys were doing at home, similar sort of things that I'd, you know, taken from my teaching experience and, you know, just started to connect with more people and get a little bit of traction on on that account. Started to try different things like working with other small businesses, doing partnerships with other accounts, you know, and learning as I go. And as new features came in, I'd sort of try them. I remember when stories first came in, like that was a really big deal when when the live feature first came in, you know, and trying all those things like just experimenting on my own account Mm. kind of spiraled into me working out the kind of stuff that does work and kind of gets good interaction gets good conversation and then you know working with other businesses and brands to help them with that side of their marketing Mm, fantastic that's amazing so actually it was it was through that what's the word I'm looking for it was through that finding that that community and using that business as a way of supporting you with your parenting and interacting with other parents that then led you into being so I was going to say competent that word doesn't really cut it does it being as as much of an expert as you are on Instagram yeah and you know Instagram can get a bit of a bad rap it's you know full of influencers and models and everyone wants everything to go viral and blah 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 and glitches and updates and whatnot but at its very heart at the very sort of like basic the foundations of the app is it's a community app Mm. In, in you know depending it doesn't really matter what what's trending and what's you know, new features are going on it's a community app mm. and so you can find people in any niche in any micro community in anywhere in the world on that app and you can find them and you can speak to them and you can connect with them 
And I think because that has been my journey in that I know these communities are out there and I know how valuable they can be to certain people that I'm a real sort of, not campaigner, that's a bit of a strong word, but like I like to push the fact that it's Mm community-based and if your business is, is on Instagram, it needs to be focused on that community. Because a lot of people come to me and they say they want to sell on Instagram and I absolutely get that as a business need to sell. Mm-hmm. But if we don't put the community part first, we're not going to get to the sales bit at all. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it again, it's that relationship building, isn't it? It's something that I come back to time and time again. Anyone who's listened to any of my episodes before has probably heard me say it before, but people buy from people. People need to get to know you as an individual and you as a person before they will decide whether you're somebody that they want to buy from. So yeah, that community side, that interaction side is so important, isn't it? I totally agree with you on that because I'm I'm like that. I don't buy from people who I don't feel invested in and who I don't trust it's the no like and trust isn't it I was actually on LinkedIn this morning I don't go on LinkedIn very often at all but there was somebody who's a post popped up that was quite interesting and I commented on it a while ago and since then of course as with all of the the platforms the more you interact with something the more of that person's content you see and every time I see this person's content I really like what I'm seeing but it's 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 taken me you know a while to kind of go do you know what i really like what i'm seeing when i get to a point in my business when i need that person's service i know i'm going to go to that person i've never i've never met her i've got no idea at what point we connected on on linkedin or how we connected or where i saw her or she saw me but we did and yeah i i i don't know who she is but her content has engaged me enough that i know when i'm ready for her service i will go to her because it's it's that no like and trust it's I trust her because what she says just makes sense it's sensible it's it's what I want it's what I need from from what she does you know so it's it's so true it takes time though because that's Mm -hmm. probably it's probably a year I've been actually looking at her content yeah this is the thing this happens on all the social platforms it's not not just Instagram not just LinkedIn Mm. it happens across all of them that Mm. things take time and we need to see things lots before we feel that trust. You know, we've got, you know, we've got to know that person. We've got to like that person. We've got to trust that person. And that can take time. Mm-hmm. And on something like social media, it, you know, we're talking months. We're talking months of seeing somebody consume your content. So a lot of people can get disheartened at the beginning when they've, you know, been posting for a few weeks or maybe a month or two. And they don't feel like they're getting a lot of traction. It's because you just haven't given it long enough. It, it, there's a longer customer journey on something like social media. And it's primarily just because they're so busy. They're so bit so busy. But two, we're, we're more savvy now. We're more savvy. We're not just going to see one post from somebody and go and buy their course or go and book a call with them from one or two posts. You know, we, we are sussing out who is going to be a good fit for us who is really going to solve the problem that we have, not just a problem. Mm. So we're getting a little bit more savvy and we're, you know, we're picking up on people's sort of shady marketing tactics that have been out there in different, you know, various forms in the industry. Um, 
So we're a little bit savvy and we like to, to really, really know the person before we're ready to commit. Mm. So, so part of your social media is just staying visible enough for people to be able to see all the things they need to see to then feel ready to work with you. Like you said on LinkedIn, you haven't just seen one or two posts. You've seen posts over a huge period of time and it's a body of work. It's a whole like a whole content strategy a whole plan of a big body of work rather than just thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna share this one sales post and hope that all my stuff gets gets sold it doesn't work Sorry. like that we don't we don't shop like that mm. so we need to think bigger and we need to think of it as a, a body of work over several weeks and months to make sure that we're showing everybody all the things we need to show them before they're ready to then say yes this is the person I want to work with or the thing that I want to buy mm. actually while you were saying that you're talking I love that that phrase that it's a body of work I think that's a, a really good way of looking at it but as you were your your hands that you were moving there I was thinking it's, it's almost like a portfolio it's like you know if you're putting together a portfolio of all the work that you can do and you have done not necessarily in the format of a portfolio but in in the different things that you different yeah. ways that you interact you're showing the different skills that you have almost, and the different yeah. things that you do it almost mm. is the portfolio if you're in the mm. in a creative space if you're an artist or a maker or a crafter your socials almost become like a portfolio because people will will look through your content to get a gist of the stuff that you make the kind of ways that you work so if you're in that kind of creative industry, then you definitely do need to start thinking thinking of it almost like a portfolio. You're right. Yeah, fantastic. It's clever stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So that's it's really interesting because you talked about how when you'd had your children and you had your Instagram account that you were interacting with, and then you decided to make that into a business. What was it that sort of pushed you to make that decision and 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 start a business as opposed to when your children were old enough thinking about going back into the workplace so I did what I think a lot of people in the online space now do they discover a challenge or a workshop or a post from somebody else it's like this is how I've done it I can teach you how I joined a challenge that went through the process of developing recurring revenue and passive income and I it just completely blew my mind like I'd never come across anything into that and if you think from going going from an employed teacher you know employed by the council like never on a day-to-day -day basis never ever having to think about sales or marketing like the kids will always come there'll always be kids to teach there'll always be money for teachers and I just go and do my job and then go home again not having to think about it but then having someone explain that anybody anybody in this now digital age can create some social accounts, create a landing page, set up a payment link, do a Zoom call and teach somebody some something from anywhere in the world and get paid for that. I was like, what? How do how are we not taught this kind of like, I mean, maybe it's because it's very new. That's why we haven't been taught it. It's still evolving. But nobody had, had even, you know, that idea had never been presented to, to me. And I just thought, oh my God, I am a teacher. I am an educator. And I have some knowledge and it just was like, oh, my God, this could be my thing. And so off the back of the challenge and off the back of doing some courses and some work online, I was like, I feel like I want a membership. I feel like my skill 
mindset and what I know can really, really help people. And so uh, about six months after starting and deciding all of this, I, I launched a membership to help people with their content creation online. And it's just, it's just gone really, really well. Like, I, I don't know, I, I think it's gone better than I ever thought it could have gone, especially mm-hmm. as someone who's gone like a complete 180, if you think that I was primary mm-hmm. teaching and now I'm, well, it's still sort of teaching, but com- in a completely different realm. It's just been very, very successful. And I think I've, it's surprised me how successful it's been. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's, it's always really inspiring to hear stories of how you've gone with an idea and run with it. And it, it's, called, you know, it's great success for you. That's, it's always fantastic. And I think really inspiring and, and exactly why I wanted to do this podcast, because I want to, I want to interview women who have made a successful business out of something that has inspired them during the time as a parent and when they are not necessarily something that they're doing that's to do with parenting but you know you know what I mean and I think often like you said earlier when you have children so many women think about the the idea of going back to work and go I want to do something different my I am different I have changed and it's at that point that a lot of mums I think go I need to do something for me so you know what you know what was the catalyst as well another mum at the school meant well but her comment was absolutely the fire under my bum to to get something going she said something along the lines of like oh like now Finn's you know starting school you have loads of time in the day to clean the house and I was like oh my god I'm not doing that I'm not spending my days cleaning the house oh my god I'm not doing that and so I was just like, I know that I've got more potential than just being a cleaner and yeah. just doing that at home and keeping yeah. the house. And she probably said it so flippantly that she didn't even, it was just a passing comment. But I was like, yeah. oh my God, I, that's the worst thing that could happen. That's not happening. Yeah. Maybe absolutely. that in the back of my head has been like a little motivator, like yeah. build the business so you don't have to be like a cleaner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I absolutely detest cleaning. I Me really, too. I Me just too. can't do it. And it got to the point in my business. I was like, right, I am now earning enough in my business that I can employ someone to come and do my cleaning for me. That's brilliant. And yeah, that was that was my one aim. <laughs> it wasn't my one aim at all, it, but it was a significant aim in my business to be earning enough that I can afford to have a cleaner once a week, just so I don't need to just, I, I hate hoovering. I just hate hoovering. And there's a lot of hoovering to be done in my house because we have a dog that molts an awful lot. So it just needs doing. But yeah, that's that was a huge part of it for me as well. Yeah, I yeah, totally relate to that. I, I feel like that's a big driving force. And I said, uh, I said to my husband recently, like, I think if I was sensible with with money and expenses and things like that, I think we could probably afford a cleaner now. And he was like, no, no, we don't need to, we don't need to do that. And I was like, well, I'm getting really busy. And I think it would be good for us to have a bit of help around the house. Mm-hmm. You know what his res- you know what his response was? Oh, I'll do the cleaning. Okay. So I kid you not, Kate, he's on a trial period now where Saturday mornings he does the cleaning while I take the kids swimming. Oh wow. And um he he's doing it and he's enjoying it. And I amazing stumbled across a miracle because now I'm not paying anybody to do it I have my husband willingly doing it I, I, I'm like touch wood who have I prayed to and how has this miracle come true that that's he, amazing Saturday mornings he's doing it he's like oh I'd rather clean than take the kids swimming 
cool yeah. cool with me okay <laughs> absolutely my gosh yes no I, I have to say I'm, I'm quite envious of that definitely my husband had a slightly different reaction when I said I think we need to get a cleaner and he said but you're at home all day why don't you do it I'm working from home all day that's totally different and I think a, a, a lot of us as mums in business have a similar challenge with that attitude whether it be from our, our husbands or partners who expect us to, to do more because we are at home even though we're working from home or my mum has a similar attitude you know you're at home and she couldn't understand during lockdown why I didn't have more time well because I, my business has just got a lot busier as everyone's trying to automate their businesses and I'm homeschooling as well so no I don't have more time to go and do an art course or something that you would recommend to me and and friends who pop round because you're at home and I, I I can't stop I'm working I'm sorry oh I thought I could pop around for a coffee no no I'm working I'm sorry <laughs> just because I work from home doesn't mean I'm not working you wouldn't pop into my place of work and and have a coffee unless I run a coffee shop which I don't but you know so yeah it's definitely yeah yeah a, a big challenge I think <laughs> getting that side of it done juggling it all is is impossible and Prior to having a cleaner, I don't know if you find the same or have found the same. If the house is tidy, then I'm behind in business. If I feel on top of it in business, the house is a mess or the kids are running riot or I feel like I've spent far too much of the weekend allowing them screen time because I wanted to get on with stuff or the the balance just never quite finds itself Mm. if you're trying to juggle it all, which yeah it's the way it goes so yeah yeah something's got to be at the bottom of the list it's either the house or the kids or you sometimes it's you that's at the Mm -hmm. bottom of the list and out of those kids me house business the house is at the bottom of the list like Mm. we can survive with the washing piling up and you know but I can't survive if I haven't had sleep or the essentials in the business are not done or the kids are not fed exactly exactly (laughs) and we need the essentials in the business to be done so that we can feed the kids so it's all it all interconnects doesn't it yeah exactly fantastic so since you've been in business what would you say best bit of advice is that you have been given oh I've been given a lot of advice people love giving giving advice don't they Mm -hmm. you know the thing is with this though I could find 10 people that will say to me like do this do this or build your business like this or make sure it's like this and I could find you 10 other people who have also built successful businesses and have fantastic lives who have done the complete opposite Mm -hmm. so I think I'm just at a stage where I can take somebody's advice and then just go "Mm, but I think 80% of that's not going to apply to me so I'll just keep the 20% and Mm -hmm. it's fine but I guess something that was shared with me recently that I've taken on board is like when you are sort of like thinking about your timings and your like scheduling and how you use your time and stuff to not block out or not to have full capacity at 100% to stop at 80% and to leave that 20% wiggle room in your calendar. So if you look at how much you get done in a week, is there 20% wiggle room for things to either overrun, for new things to pop up, for kids to get ill and things have to be rearranged? If you don't schedule in that 20% wiggle room, you're just going to feel like you're constantly on and you're constantly busy. And one little thing that doesn't go to plan then knocks everything out. Mm-hmm. So what I have tried to do is intentionally like time block 
some like downtime or overlap time or I can't even remember what I call it in my diary now but to intentionally have like some buffer time in the day because things inevitably run over and new things pop up and you know my two boys were off yesterday and just everything went out the window mm. but I managed to rearrange a couple of things into those buffer times so it's not the end of the world so I thought that was a really useful tip that I've taken to sort of when you're getting busy in your business to still prioritize those little buffer times in your schedule yeah just to give yourself some wiggle room and if it turns out that nothing pops up and no new things happen you've just got a little bit of time to have a longer lunch or to go for a walk or to do something else that's that's a little bit more fun absolutely brilliant do you know what is very ironic is that I have just before I came online to record this episode with you I have just recorded my previous um or sorry just edited my previous episode which hasn't gone out yet um but that's exactly one of the things that I talk about in the time management episode is about the time blocking but actually that it's essential and buffer time is exactly what I called it in there oh, is is to it? have some buffer oh, time oh. yeah <laughs> make sure that you uh you have some buffer time in there just so that exactly that, that there's always going to be something you know you said the kids were off yesterday or you know there something that there will be some kind of interruption or you'll get a phone call or something will happen that means you do need that extra time absolutely because I I used to time block avidly I don't at the moment but I used to fill up every single moment and then wonder why I didn't manage to fit it all in when I planned it so so brilliantly why did my plan not go um, Mm -hmm. as it should have done because I wasn't factoring in buffer time so that's something I've learned over time to really make sure that I have included in time blocking when I do it so yeah Yeah. and do you do you time block then at the moment yeah at the moment I do but Mm. I I'm I'm conscious that I don't I don't block any work stuff before 10 Mm a.m and anything past 3 p.m apart Mm -hmm. from on a Wednesday when my husband's at home but then I know that like the essential stuff has to get done between those times and there's a little bit of extra buffer room like before and after but things like you know like Friday I've got a dentist appointment so if you if there was no wiggle room in the schedule like you wouldn't be able to fit things in like that and mm. mo- and half the re- or most of the reasons why we start a business is for that flexibility between home and home and work exactly. and if we can't take advantage of having a dentist appointment in the day or the odd like oh I could stop work this afternoon and go see my child's nativity play and and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. what was the point of setting it up in the first place you've, exactly. you've got to allow for that time because that was one of your goals in the first place. Exactly. No, I totally agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. And and I've had to scale back some areas of my business recently for exactly that reason, because I got to a point where I, my business grew and grew and grew and the clients, although I didn't take on any more clients, the clients grew and the workload grew. And I suddenly realized I didn't have that flexibility anymore and decided I needed to, to get that back. So yeah, things have had to shift a little bit. So yeah, which is, been a, a really positive change I think so yeah and do it's, good to be busy. it's good to be busy it means like things are moving in the right direction doesn't it exactly so, exactly yeah. that yeah and do you have a favorite tool that you use within your business when I discovered automation I was like this is this is brilliant I don't need to have a team I just need to have a system this is amazing because one of the things that I really struggled when I was teaching ironically was actually managing other people mm-hmm. I'd be happy to manage a class I'm happy managing a group and a community and you know I do that within my membership but you know working with team members and managing and delegating and all of that I just that didn't appeal to me I wasn't regular 
So I was like, okay, if this business starts growing, I'm going to need team members and stuff. It's going to be tricky. But actually, I think with the sort of automation systems that I've got, I might not need to have anybody. It can just be me and and just some really good systems. So Mm. something like MailerLite for your email marketing, I was just blown away that that's that's a system that's completely free, you know, for anybody, for anybody to start any business. It's brilliant. Their own email list and all the automation and everything that comes on MailerLite completely for free. So this is mad. Like, why is this stuff not like, why why isn't everybody starting a new business when Mm. these are so available to everybody so yeah just like having having things like automated email sequences um having landing pages and things set up you know i i have started batch writing my weekly emails now and just schedule them and i'm like this is genius that these things can be going out while i'm on the school run or while i'm mm. you know shopping or something i just i think that's magic that mm. that, that can happen Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of automation. Something else I spoke about in my time management episode last time. But yeah, MailerLite is absolutely one of my favorites. I agree. That's one of the reasons that for clients who I'm working with who want to set up a, a mailing list, MailerLite is is always the, the first one that I recommend because it has much of the, many of the same features as the other mailing list software but it has a lot more within the free package. And when you're in the really early stages of your business or you're just starting your business, you know, you, you need to be cost effective and it, it's probably not worth your time to be paying for things like that at that stage. So a tool like MailerLite where you can, like you say, set up that welcome sequence so easily that the automation is absolutely the top selling feature for me on on MailerLite. I love it. I absolutely love their automations. They're brilliant. And the different options that you have, you know, you you could do a whole complex series of automations in there. You know, you you can send out an email and if somebody opens it, then they get moved into the second sequence. And if they don't open it, they get moved into a different sequence and you can follow it through with that and try different subject lines with different people. It's just so clever. But until you know that, until like someone's explained that to you or even shown you that that's possible, you don't even mm. think, you know, for years, I, uh, for like a previous business that I had that was product based, I would send emails manually one by one to individual customers. Mm. And you can do that when you're, you know, when you've got like two or three customers at the very yeah. beginning. Once you start getting into like 20, 50, 100 individual emails, I was like, <sighs> I need a person for this. I need to pay Absolutely. a person for this. But then you've got an automated system that can do it for free. It's mad. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. It is like having a, a person inside your computer doing it all for you. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Thank you. And do you have a favourite book at all? A book recommendation for mums in business? I have recently read Company of One which for me just like I've read it at the right time it was a real like really spoke to me because of that whole issue of I don't want to build a massive business that involves lots of staff and lots of team members and lots of people I want to have a really streamlined business that is mainly just me and maybe occasionally I'll, I'll need some outside support so it was it was a really good book if you're in in a sort of similar mindset in that you you're happy with what we would consider a small business, but you just want that business to be better and you want it to be successful, but without having to massively grow and get all complicated, which I did not want. So if you're if you're someone who wants to get a really wants to build a really successful business, but it doesn't need to be huge, it just mm. needs to be 
really good then yeah it's definitely worth checking that out because there's a lot of I think I took a lot from it and you know as you can hear a lot of noise online about you know growing and scaling and you need to do this and you need to be growing and more money and more sales and 10k this and 100k that and I just that to me just does not appeal like I know people want money and people always say they want more money but don't we all (laughs) that does not appeal to Mm. me that's not what I started mine for so for me to read this and think actually I don't need to get bigger I just need to get better and actually I probably will earn more money if things were just a little bit more streamlined and intentional than just you know growing and expanding for the sake of growing and expanding absolutely and I I totally agree with you but yeah I get so bored of hearing the same posts 10k a month income and you know get to a million dollar revenue and that's not what business is about for me it's about having some balance in my life and having you know a a slightly better lifestyle for for my family I'm I'm not interested in you know big numbers that's not why that's not why it's here that's not why I'm here so yeah and I think it's also a lot of it's just clickbait when people are saying that it's it's just encouraging people to to go and follow that person do you know do whatever but it takes work it takes a lot more work than just doing a webinar or whatever it might be so yeah absolutely thank you that's a really good book do you have a do you know the name of the author for that one it is paul jarvis fantastic company of one by paul jarvis yes fantastic thank you i haven't read that one i look forward to checking it out so yeah (laughs) i always like a new book book recommendation so i'll have to see if that one's available on audible because i do like to listen to my books yeah, I, I bet you've heard all this sort of like, you're a badass and Denise Duffield Thomas and they're all big ones that I've read and they're great. But that one especially was a little bit more, you know, if you're, because especially if we're all talking about mums in business, we, mm. you know, we're starting a business on our own and we have to think realistically about how big we want it to get, especially mm-hmm. like when it's picking up momentum. So I felt like this one really sort of spoke to me at the right time. Fantastic. That sounds perfect. I will definitely be reading that one. It does sound really good. Fantastic. And do you have anything that you're promoting at the moment? Anything that you think that our listeners would be really interested in? Something that you can tell us about, about what you do and how people can find you and and so on? So a lot of people tend to ask me about saving time, like their content creation, their content planning, being on socials takes up a lot of their time. And when they're busy in their business, when they're working with clients or making products, they just don't have time to be filming stuff and writing posts and doing all this social stuff. Yep, I agree with that wholeheartedly, (laughs) yeah. So I've put together a video. I mean, I, I prefer doing video. I think... I think we all do enjoy video more than static mm. posts personally. But I, so I've put together a, a video that gives you three, oh, I've forgotten the name of it now, three ways you can save time with your Instagram content because I know we're all busy. I am busy too. I don't want you to be spending two hours making a reel for nobody to see it. So I have gone through three ways that we can save some time, use things like templates use things like batch creating, like being more intentional with our time so that it's not, you know, becoming one of those chores in your business that you're like, oh, I've got to be on social media. Oh, I've got to post something. You know, if it if we can streamline it, then yeah, I'm all for it. So I find all the shortcuts. I find all the easy ideas and I think it works and we Fantastic. don't need to spend hours and hours doing stuff. So I put three ways, three ways together into a little video and you can take the video and implement some of the things that I've shared in there. 
Fantastic. And where can our listeners find your video? So it will be in the link in my bio on Instagram, or I will make sure I give you the link. And if you're happy to share it or I'll pop that in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be lovely. Yeah. So um, everything, everything is always in the link in my bio on Instagram as well. So if you, if you haven't come found me on Instagram, then, then do I'm at Lorna in the gram. Lorna and the Gram, fantastic. That's yeah, and I have to say for anyone who is listening, definitely go and follow Lorna on Lorna and the Gram because there's some really good content on there. And I I just find it really relatable and watchable. And yeah, like you said, lots of really good ideas. Your stories got loads of ideas for things that people can use. And you do a is it on a Friday you do oh, your yes. ideas. Yes. So on a Friday, um, I share a content prompt in my Instagram stories. It's part of what I call my create, connect and collaborate project. So I give you a prompt to help you create a piece of content on stories. It could be an image, it could be a video. And then I give you that prompt on an add yours sticker. If you're quite familiar with Instagram stories, you might have seen the add your sticker pop up where somebody gives you a prompt and you can add your content to their content underneath that sticker. You can then see everybody else who's done the same. So then you can go and connect with new people who are also sharing their content under the the sticker. And then I pick somebody who has joined in with that prompt each week to then collaborate with me and go live on Instagram together so that we can have a chat about them and their business and find out what's going on. So I've been doing that for the last couple of months. It's been a really nice way to speak to more people in my community, find out a bit more about some of the small businesses that have sort of found me on Instagram and what they're working on at the moment, especially in the run up to Christmas. Lots of people have got, you know, want to get more eyes on their business. So they use the prompts and connect with new people that way as well. Fantastic. And yeah, I've I've seen it a couple of times. And I just think that's a really good idea to get people engaging. It's fantastic. So yeah, brilliant. Again, definitely recommended for the listeners to get on board with that one. So yeah, wonderful. Thank you very much. Well, it's been really lovely to talk to you today, Lorna. Thank you for all of your insights and sharing with us your story of how your business came to be. And I, as I said, will put all of your links and things like that in the show notes so that people can follow you. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. And if if you do come find me on Instagram, you know, my DMs are always open. I'm happy for people to pop me questions or ask stuff. And I love chatting to people there. So don't feel like you can't message or anything. I'm happy to offer any advice or anything. If you are stuck with anything on your content or anything on Instagram, then you can let me know. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for your time today. No problem. Thank you for joining us here at Business Foundations for Mums. You can find all of our episodes, show notes and blog posts at businessfoundationsformums.co.uk. You can join our free Facebook group called Business Foundations for Mums or our low-cost BFFM membership for additional resources and support. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. 